You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit in born-again believers. And I'm talking specifically about the Holy Spirit flowing through us as rivers of living water. And one of those rivers is the river of revelation. Let me read to you John 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. I'm telling you, when you get into a sticky situation, when you get into a trial or come under an attack, difficult circumstances arise in your life, when scriptures come back to your mind at that moment, and they will, it is the Holy Spirit bringing those to you. It's not just you remembering those verses. This is a divine work of the Holy Spirit. And there's a purpose for this, and I'll explain it in a little bit. But what I want you to understand about the principles of how God talks to us and what He does, faith always comes through a quickened word from the Holy Spirit. Now, what is a quickened word? A word that is very real, a word that makes sense, a word that has a lot of weight when you hear it or sense it inside you. That's a quickened word. Abraham was called by God to begin a family with and in a particular place he received a quickened word in other words god spoke to him now in abraham's case because he didn't have a bible to read he is learning this as one of the first people to ever follow this process so god spoke to him audibly but god expects us to learn from what he did with these people who came before us. That is huge for us because we can follow the practice. Listen, it's no different than a court of law. When attorneys go to a court of law, what do they look for? They look for precedent. They will argue that a certain thing is should be done based upon the way that courts ruled before and based upon things that are written in the Constitution. And so they have a, a basis for the thing that they're asking a judge to rule on. That's what God did with Abraham. He gave us a basis for following him. And so we can see how he works. So let let me read to you how God started Abraham. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said, that means he spoke audibly to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, that is an amazing audible word, but it's still not a super detailed word. They didn't, for instance, tell him exactly where it was that he was supposed to go. But God directed him. He had a sense. 
but he now knows what's going to happen when he gets there. So God directed Abraham with this audible voice. In a similar way, he directs us with an inward quickening where we see things on the inside of us. Now, I'm not saying that God can't speak to people audibly today. Occasionally that does happen. It's very, very rare. But he's going to quicken the Scripture to us, and we're going to be able to follow him by the things that he has said in his word. Let me tell you why that's important. You have to have faith to follow God. You're not even capable of following God if you don't have faith. If you're going to be a friend of God, hear from God, you have to have faith. How does faith come? Where do you get it? Well, the scripture says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, so then, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. A lot of people are praying for faith. It's a foolish prayer. You don't pray for faith. It's a waste of time to pray for faith. You're directly opposing what God said when you pray for faith. You may mean well, you may have noble intentions, but it's a foolish endeavor because it's not the way that faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's how faith comes. So if you want to have great faith, listen to the Word. Read the Word. Study the Word. Focus on that Word. Let God make that Word clear to you when you read it. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, are we talking only about the words that Jesus spoke? And the answer is no. We're talking about all the words in Scripture because even though Jesus had an earthly ministry and His words are recorded for us in a red-letter Bible, for instance, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, a few other places in Acts and, and maybe 1 Corinthians we see, uh, and then the book of Revelation we see uh, the words of Jesus in red letter. Uh, but this is what I want you to see in the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word. That's John 1.1. 1, 1. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Okay, so we see here that Jesus is the Word. So that means then that all of the times in the past, all the way to the book of Genesis chapter 1, where God spoke and the worlds were created. The book of Hebrews says God created the worlds through Jesus. So Jesus is the Word. Anytime God speaks, that's the essence of Jesus. He is the Word. So what I want you to understand is this. The Father thinks a thought, and the Son gives expression to the thought verbally. He speaks it. He makes it come out. That's why it was the Son who came to earth to be seen by people, to be handled by people, because He is the part of God that is made clear, that, has, that is revealed. The Bible says about God the Father that nobody has seen Him ever. Nobody's ever seen His face. We will someday, but nobody's ever seen His face. But what we have seen is Jesus. He came to this earth and revealed Himself. So the Word is how God makes Himself known. You want to know God? You look at the Word. The Word is the way that God uh, shows us Himself. He not only, Jesus, not only taught the Word, but He lived by it. 
every element of his life was spoken before it happened by an Old Testament prophet. And that's fascinating. And it was very important to him that he do exactly what the prophets said he would do. And he fulfilled all of those scriptures. Uh, he would be born of a virgin, Isaiah 7, 14. He would be born in Bethlehem, Micah 5, 2. Herod would try to kill him as a baby, Jeremiah 31, 15. He would have to go down to Egypt and come back, Hosea 11, 1. He would come from the tribe of Judah, Genesis 49, 10. His ministry would be headquartered in Galilee, Isaiah 9, 1 and 2. He would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, Zechariah 11 and 12. He would be crucified. Deuteronomy 21-23. He would rise again on the third day uh, at Matthew 12, 38-40. What I want you to see is Jesus lived by the Scriptures. He did everything by the Scriptures. He fulfilled the Scriptures. He rode into Jerusalem on the very day that He did it based upon what the Scripture said in the book of Daniel. He rode into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey colt based on what the Scripture had said. Everything that Jesus did was based on the Scriptures. He had that kind of regard for the Word of God. Now, here's what that means to you and to me. We have to learn how to bring our lives into compliance with the Scriptures. And that's why Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, I don't want to confuse you or make this too deep to wrap your mind around, but let me show you how this works. Let's suppose that you are beset with fear, that maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and great fear comes to you in any area. Maybe you have a fear of something happening to your children, or you have a fear for your personal safety, or you have a fear of disease, or fear of running out of money. There are any kind of fears, or numbers of fears, that would come against your mind. Are you going to live by the Word of God? When you choose to live by the Word of God, you reject that fear, but you don't just direct it or reject it with your own brain. You reject it with the Word. That's why it's important for you to say the Word. So if fear were to come to you, if you knew 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If you knew that verse, you would say that verse out loud. How about another one? Isaiah 41.10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. What I want you to see is those verses are there in the Bible for you to sign on to, for you to acknowledge, for you to grab and pull into your life. And that's where God's power starts working. Jesus did that. When the devil was tempting him, he didn't just say, get out of here, I'm Jesus. Who do you think you are? He didn't do that. He immediately addressed Satan with Scripture. And it is with Scripture that he prevailed. He did that so that you and I could follow His example. And so this is how we overcome. When you get this, you will understand how much more your Bible study means and how important it is for you to commit key scriptures to your memory. And as you read these things, when a time of trouble comes, 
the Holy Spirit will bring these things back into your mind. Let me give you a great story. It was a cold, icy night. We'd had an ice storm in Oklahoma. My kids were little, and I don't know why. It seemed like whenever we had a, a storm like that and we knew there wasn't going to be a school the next day, I would always do something special with my kids. Sometimes we would build forts in our living room with blankets and quilts and all of that, and my wife would have a fit. But I'd tell her, baby, don't worry. I'll clean it all up. This particular night, we were going to play rodeo. I grew up uh, in a rodeo household. My dad's a professional rodeo cowboy. So this is something I got to do when I was a little kid. And anyway, I took a belt and put it around my chest and I got on all fours and I got my boys to get on my back one at a time and I would buck them off. And so in the beginning they were able to ride, but I told them it's going to get tougher and tougher. And so Whit crawled on my back and I bucked him off a little too hard. And he leaned out his skinny little arm to catch his fall and I, I heard it snap. His arm broke. And when he lifted up his arm, he was screaming, and it was bent. And I thought, oh, no, oh, no. And so I immediately got uh, fully dressed and uh, got the van warmed up, and I couldn't put a coat on which, so we had to wrap him in a blanket. And the hospital was about 15 minutes away, but not tonight. Uh, tonight it was at least a half hour, maybe 45 minutes away because of the ice. And so I had to drive Whit toward the hospital to have his arm treated. And I felt horrible as we were driving because I knew it was my fault. I didn't do it on purpose, you know that. But, but nonetheless, he was hurting because of something that I did. I was praying. And as I was praying, I was praying in the Holy Spirit. And I kept hearing the words of Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now, one translation of this says, says it this way, He carried our pains. So I was praying in other tongues, in the Holy Spirit, under my breath, as we were driving toward the hospital. Whit was whimpering and crying, and I felt terrible because he was hurting so bad. But I kept hearing this. I probably heard it for five minutes. He carried our pains. He carried our pains. He carried our pains. The more that I prayed, the more I heard that. Nothing happened just because I heard it. Not a thing. I finally realized the Holy Spirit was the one giving me that verse. And I realized I need to do something with it. So I laid my hands on Whit, and I said, Whit, he carried our pains. Lord, I thank you because you carried Whit's pain. He said, Dad, it stopped hurting. Immediately it quit. I took him on into the hospital. The rest of the evening, he never whimpered or cried again. The whole thing stopped hurting. So I want you to see that the Holy Spirit reminds us of the Scriptures so that we can appropriate them, so that we can use them, so that we can bring them to bear on our circumstances. That's why we have been given the Word of God. And that's one of the great flows of the Holy Spirit, the river of revelation to help you and me to receive everything that God has for us. I'll see you tomorrow. 
I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.